1: Located in Clear Lake, Iowa and Humboldt, Iowa. Serving clients in Northern Iowa and Southern Minnesota. I hope you're well today. I'm so grateful to be here and glad that you're here too. Because today, well, guess what? I'm sure you've heard it said, don't be a sucker. And yet we're seeing more and more people becoming suckers. Well, what in the world could I be discussing? Well, I'm going to talk about something that I know is happening to you. It is affecting you either emotionally or it is affecting you financially, and we're going to be discussing it. Now, before we get into today's topic about not being a sucker, I do want to remind you that today's program is powered by the Retirement Income Store, where retirement income is in their middle name. If you're within five years of retirement, you know that your priorities are shifting. You know that your goal is beginning to change away from accumulation and into the distribution stage of your life. And you need to know how to do that safely and to do it effectively, to do it in such a way that you can preserve and protect everything that you work so hard to try to accumulate for retirement. And you know what, seeing that money preserved and seeing it turned into an income production for you so that you can pair it with your social security or maybe your pension or your rental income and have potentially more income than what you ever dreamed of having in retirement. That is a wonderful thing. And yet it is something that so many people miss out on because, well, let's just face it. Most of the world is focused on accumulation. And so I want to help you be able to see how you can make the distribution stage of your life as safe as possible and turn that money that worked hard for into an income stream that you can't ever outlive. So, if you haven't been there yet, I encourage you go to the retirementincomestore.com where I know that you'll be able to just become more educated in very basic English terms and help you understand how to do this the right way. Well, we've all heard it said, don't be a sucker. No one wants to admit that they've been suckered. I've got to tell you a story personally. You know, I grew up in a home where my dad, he simply seemed to be the best at so many different things. He could do electrical wiring he could do plumbing work he even did construction work on his own and man i tell you what it just seemed like there was nothing that he didn't do that turned out to be really really awesome i for one learned a lot of things when i was growing up i learned how to work on cars i learned how to do plumbing which i still hate to this very day i learned lots of things but As I've gotten older as a parent and my kids are now starting to drive, you know, one of the things that's kind of a necessary evil is you can't share one vehicle. They've got to have their own vehicle in many respects, especially when you live out in the country like I do. And so I had to get myself a vehicle for one of my daughters. And, you know, you can either go to a dealership and you can get a car or you can go online. And I've always felt going online is, yes, it is a risk. I suppose it's just as much of a risk as going to a dealership. But in many respects, going to a person and being able to buy off from them a car can sometimes be a real help to them because you know what? They can't get the trade in value. And so I was looking and looking and looking and I thought I found the perfect vehicle. It was an older vehicle, but it looked like it was in great shape and everything seemed to be in good order. And so I went and I bought the vehicle after looking it over and taking it for a test drive and the old guy that had it seemed to be kind of honest, although there was a few things here and there kind of made me scratch my head a little bit and I got it home and I put it up on the ramps and I pulled the skid plate off from underneath and lo and behold, now it becomes very apparent that this vehicle has been in a wreck. This vehicle has been in a wreck and there's been replaced parts and even I, as a layperson, can tell that it has been replaced and repaired and put back together. And so I texted the guy and I basically said, listen, you told me that this vehicle had never been in Iraq, And yet there is a lot of evidence that says that it has been. And then he came clean. Then he came clean. And I'm like, man, I got suckered. I got suckered. Now, I'm still going to make the best of the vehicle, because I do believe that it is a worthwhile vehicle. But boy, I felt pretty stupid there for just a little bit. And you know what? When it comes to investing our money, we can feel this exact same way. I tell clients or people that are coming and interviewing with me, if they didn't have some degree of skepticism about what I'm telling them, I would think that they were crazy. I think skepticism, having a good dose of it is a very good thing. But when it comes to our money in this market, I want to suggest to you that we can be suckers in all manners of the term. And the first thing that I want to caution you on being a sucker for is a sucker for a good salesman. I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. I cannot tell you the number of times that I have worked with individuals and I've heard their stories about how some guy came knocking on their door and he was selling this or he was selling that, and it seemed like a good program, Matthew. It seemed like a good investment. It seemed like, you know, It was just almost too good to be true, but he assured me that it wasn't. And so I went ahead and I signed the dotted line or I talked to my broker. My broker said, you know, this thing has always gone up every single year for the last 10 years. And, you know, this is going to be a great investment. And I did it. Or, gee, you know, this guy sold me this limited partnership in some oil well down in Texas somewhere. And gosh, it all looked legit. And now is there any way that you can help me figure out how to get my money out of it? We have to be very, very careful when it comes to our money and salesmen. You see, I think all too often, we'd like to think the very best in people. And I know that I'm the same way. I wanted to think the very best about this older gentleman in his mid-70s selling me an automobile. I wanted to think the very best. And yet we have to be extremely careful. When it comes to salesmen and what is motivating the salesman, this is the reason why so many people today have begun switching from commissioned salesmen to fiduciaries when it comes to the financial advisor that they utilize to help them in their retirement planning and the execution for their retirement. You see, when we think about commissions, when we think about commissions, there's nothing wrong with a commission. I'm sure that there is literally thousands of people that I have done business with in the past that have gotten a commission when they sold me the washing machine and the dryer or the refrigerator or the car or whatever. I don't have a problem with commissions, but we have to be very careful of what the commission can encourage a person to do. And that today the world is designed to be a very competitive world. And so there's quotas that salesmen have to make. There's incentives that salesmen will go through in order to be able to qualify. And if they sell so much of X, they qualify for the trip or they qualify for whatever it is. I remember even before I was in the business, there was insurance companies that had bonus programs and they had this point system. And if you sold so many you know, annuities or so many life insurance policies or so many insurance contracts, whatever it was that they were selling, You could turn in your points and you could get things. And there was a gentleman that I'd heard about, never met him, never saw this in reality, but I saw the article written about him where he had so many points that he was able to get a Porsche 911. I don't know. That was a lot of points and I don't know what he was selling, but he must have been good at it. And it doesn't mean that he was, you know, turning his clients into suckers. I don't mean that at all. I'm sure that there is plenty of good people in the world that are salesmen that get Commissions for what they sell. But we want to be very careful. If your gut is telling you that it is just too good to be true, or if there's not enough consistency in their salesmanship, in their story that they're telling you, if they're not providing you with materials that you can actually put your eyeballs on and read and see, if you cannot validate the story and you're thinking well that sounds like a lot of work well this is your hard earned money you need to make certain that you collaborate the stories you see when we think about things like variable annuities and mutual funds and annuities in general whether they're fixed or variable when we think about life insurance policies when we think about gold investments when we think about land deals when we think about oil these are all things that could be good they could be good but yet they have Some real potential to be able to kind of cheat us out of our money or potentially cause us so much in fees or so much in loss that we end up losing our money. So what is one of the number one things that I see people doing? They're falling victim to the salesmanship of the salesman that's trying to sell them their stuff. Number two is don't be a sucker for slick advertisements. You know, today the world is absolutely more technologically advanced than anything else before, more so than I've ever seen it. And you know what? I remember many years ago where, when I was a little boy, we went into this restaurant, my parents and my grandparents, and we took a look at the menu and we ordered off from the menu. And the menu had pictures, right? And it was an awful meal, it was horrible. And as we went, my grandfather paid for the meal and he's walking out the door. He looked at the lady behind the counter and he said, my hat's off to the photographer. (laughs) My hat's off to the photographer. What did he mean by that? What he meant is that the meal that we got wasn't even closely represented by the picture that we saw the meal was supposed to represent look like. So we have to be able to understand that today businesses Especially financial firms, they have plenty of money that's backing them. They have plenty of ability of putting in really, really good pictures and graphs and, and back tested charts that just show that there's all sorts of growth potential and so on and so forth. And yet we can get sucked into that. We can fall victim to all of that hype, all of that enthusiasm, all of that increase and in gain in return. We have to be careful of it, not to be a sucker. I have to say the second part of this is going to be one of the most impactful because we're going to be talking about the market today. And I want to caution you on so many of the different caution flags that I see and why we have to be somewhat careful and cautious when it comes to this market right now in time. Sit tight. We'll be right back with the Capitalized Life and Retirement
0: Show. You're locked on to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Powered by the Retirement Income Store. Have you missed any of today's program? No problem. You can hear all of our shows online anytime, 24-7 at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com.
1: The road to retirement is filled with twists and turns and life's unexpected detours could easily throw you off course. That's why it's essential to work with a financial advisor who is also a fiduciary. A fiduciary experienced in helping clients navigate the complexities of retirement planning while helping you pay yourself first. The road to
0: retirement now made simple. To learn more about the Retirement Income Store, call your local retirement income specialist, Matthew Johnson of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. Time now for more of the Capitalized Life in Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store.
1: And welcome back to the second half of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, if you're just joining us, thank you so much for your attendance. And if you stuck with us, well, congratulations to you. Thank you for doing that, because today we are talking about not being a sucker. And none of us want to be thought of as being suckered, right? None of us want to be the human beings that try to sucker another person. I shared with you the embarrassing story of myself trying to get that automobile or purchasing that automobile for my daughter and then bringing it home and realizing that I had been suckered, I'd been lied to. And then after the fact, the guy finally came clean and said, yeah, it had been in an accident. I should have told you that. You know, I feel real bad, blah, 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 but I still got suckered. I didn't get what I thought I was going to get. And you know what? When it comes to our financial part of our life, we have to be the vigilant guard looking over our money. We've got to be making certain that we see evidence of what we're being told is actually working out. And if it's not, we need to be pulling the plug on that. We need to be really making certain that we are diligent in validating the number of individuals that I deal with that have told me, oh, I don't really watch my account. Oh, well, you know, I let the other guy do that. Or, oh, well, you know, it's not a big deal oh, you know, over the course of time. But that's not being attentive to your money. You see, it's not what you expect. It's what you inspect. And today, despite the fact that I would like to think that a majority of people that are within the financial services world really do care for their clients. They really do care to try to help their clients and to be able to give their clients a better future. We know that there is always the type out there that's kind of the rotten apple that spoils the barrel. And this is the reason why my industry does have the reputation that it does in many respects as being kind of ruthless and not being honest. So let's take something as simple as the market and let's use it as an example. So since January 1st of this year, and of course, you know, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but I can tell you that since the beginning of the year, during all of this tumultuous behavior of the stock market and the stock market, how it's responded to the rate increases and all of the work that has been done to try to mitigate this inflation. We have seen our stock market where there's these little areas, these little blips of optimism that come into the market and the market goes up roughly about 5%. Now, when I get interviewed on TV, whether it's for TD Ameritrade or financial survival shows, blah, 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 I can tell you that I get asked the question all the time Is this the bottom? Does this mean it's the bottom? The market's going up. Is, have we seen the bottom? And you see, If we go back in time, these little blurps, these little bear market rallies that we're seeing within the market, they are called sucker rallies. They're also called dead cat bounces. Now, I don't know who in the right mind names these things. (laughs) They're very unsavory, but a sucker rally. And I want you to think about that. You see, people will know that In the grand scheme of things that we're declining towards a recession, we're getting worse. Inflation is starting to abate a little bit, but we know that the Federal Reserve is going to remain very hawkish. We know that the Federal Reserve is going to continue to raise interest rates until they get to the numbers that they want. And by that time, we know that every time they raise the rates, they get us a little bit closer to recession. We know that recession is a painful thing. We know that that's contraction within the world, within the economy. And we know that every time they raise the interest rate, that thrashes the economy. We know this. And yet, we are an optimistic bunch. Every time we see the market starting to maybe come off from the lows and it comes up a little bit, we get this surge of energy and we go, oh, it's over. It's over. And we start getting convinced. Salesmen start getting on the phone. Brokers start getting on the phone. They start selling the client. Well, you know, we we, got to get in the up market. You don't want to lose. You don't want to miss out on this, right? They call these sucker rallies for a reason. And we have to be very, very careful of them. You see, when we think about what the Federal Reserve is doing, they are taking two major, major things as tools in their toolbox to try to lower this inflationary environment that we're in. They're contracting money. They're pulling money out of the market. We've all heard that the government prints money. That's right. When the government is trying to expand the market, when they're trying to get the economic car on the road, they print money and flood the economy with money so that there's an abundance of money. Money is free cash flowing. But we don't want that. They don't want that. What they're doing is they're sucking money out of the system. They're not printing it like they were. They're sucking it out of the market and they're raising interest rates to make it more painful to spend. Because listen. You're not going to build the new house. You're not going to invest in the business. You're not going to, say, borrow that money or buy that new car if interest rates are at six and six and a half and seven percent. We know this. They know this. This is the reason why they're doing what they're doing. And so we have to understand that this period of economic correction that we are going through right now is something that's going to have these little cyclical blurps. It's going to have these little bright spots, but that does not mean the end. I do not believe that it means that we have hit bottom. Now, there's no question that we look at the market today and the market was down, what, 23 24%, something like that. And today it's down about 12 so it's recovered about half. But if we look at what's going on economically, if we would turn off the talking heads and we would listen to the CFOs of corporations today, what we hear them telling us is it's going to get worse. What we hear them telling us is that profits are going to continue to go down. We see big box retail companies like Target and Home Depot and Lowe's and Walmart, and we see that they're choking on inventory. My goodness, we saw the profits reduced down and contracted by 90% on target corporation. And we're thinking, good Lords, what's happening? Well, remember that these companies are looking forward thinking, right? They're forward thinking. They're looking at the past and they're saying, well, 2021 was a wonderful, it was a tremendous year. We sold just more than we ever anticipated. And so they have to be able to provide supply for those customers that are buying. And so guess what? As the supplies have improved a little bit, they've gotten that inventory, they've got it all stacked up, and now all of a sudden, it's more painful to spend money. Today, we've got more families in America opening up credit cards than we have seen in decades. And why is that? They're doing it because things are costing more. They can only get so much wage. They can only get so much income. And things are costing more, so now they're having to put things on credit cards. And that is a dangerous thing. Why? Because interest rates, credit cards are always tying their interest rate towards prime plus. And guess what? Now we've got families that can't afford it, putting things on their credit card, and then credit cards are ripping them off by charging them excessive amounts of interest. And that's going to have an economic impact in that family's life someday. It's going to be a hamster wheel that's hard to get off from. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value and we'll email them to you or we'll throw them in the mail to you if you prefer. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step, reach out at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. So you see, we have to be very careful to be studious when it comes to our money. And if you believe that when you're looking at the market, you're looking at just the very basic parts and components of this economy, that your heart, your gut is telling you that it's not over yet, that there's still more storm to come. What do you do? Do you sit in cash? Do you go to CDs? Do you do you buy some I bonds? Well, I bonds are a wonderful investment right now, but you can only put in ten thousand dollars per year. And you could put in ten for you and ten for your wife, but that's it. What do you do with the rest of your money? I'm sure you got more than twenty thousand dollars. What do you do? Well, this is where we have to look outside of the world of Wall Street. This is where we have to think outside of the world of simply being Suckered for growth and hype for growth. You see, today we know that all sorts of initiatives are being pushed forward to try to keep your money invested. Because remember, financial institutions can't make money on your money unless your money is with them. So they try to convince you, oh, you don't want to sell now. You're going to guarantee yourself the loss. But here's the thing. If we think about what I teach you every single week, I teach you that every single dollar that you've worked hard to save is a dollar of potential power. And it has the potential to gain. It has the potential to lose. Yes. But it also has a third potential. It has the third potential to make you income. Income through interest. Income through dividends. So let me help you understand Income is like a bird in the hand. It helps you do three things really well. Number one, investments that produce income through interest and dividends, the real kind of income, not income through selling shares. That's engineering income. That's not real income or where they just simply give you back your money little at a time. That's not income. That's, that's cash flow. I'm talking real income through interest and dividends. Well, when we think about it, income produced the right way. Well, the first thing it does is gives you income. You see, if you're scared of running out of money before you run out of life, then that means that your principal needs to be producing income. Income that you can spend. Because if you can spend the income, now you don't have to spend the principal that's producing it. Number two, let's think about, let's think about risk. Anything that is producing income creates less risk for you than something that does not create income. If I own a piece of real estate that is a speculative piece of real estate, in other words, it's undeveloped, I've got to buy it right, I've got to find the right buyer, and i got to sell it for the right price. That's three liabilities. i got to get all three right before I can make a profit. Okay. And while I'm owning it, what happens if the value of real estate declines? Well, now I'm going to have more time sitting there holding it, or I'm going to have to sell it at a loss. I don't want to do that. But what if I have a piece of real estate that pays me rent? Well, guess what? Now, while I'm waiting for the real estate market to improve, I've got income. Number three, I want you to think about growth stock versus stock that pays dividends. Is it not true that if the tide recedes, all the boats fall? They all go down, right? And so what this means is that if we simply make one simple shift, maybe we go from growth stocks to blue chips. But those blue chips are paying us four, four and a half, maybe even 5% of dividends. Well, guess what? Now, as those stocks recover, and the recovery will occur, now guess what? Not only am I recovering too with those blue chips, but I'm also getting paid 4%, 4.5%, 5% 5 of dividends to boot. What that does is that helps to multiply my returns. It helps me to magnify the amount and the speed and the efficiency in which my money recovers. And I have income that I can spend in between. So remember, what's the lesson? The lesson is don't be a sucker for salesmen. Don't be a sucker for slick advertisements. Don't be a sucker for growth and hype. And don't be a sucker for sucker rallies. It's just not worth it. Work with a fiduciary, someone who knows how to take good care of you. Curiosity might kill the cat, but it's procrastination that kills retirements. Take the time today to make the phone call to us. Reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. I'll spend a few minutes with you over the phone, better understanding your situation, and then helping you determine how you can work to fix those problems safely and easily so that you can get what you deserve, retirement income that lasts the rest of your life. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Matthew Johnson. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day.
0: That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837.